are listening to the American Truth Project podcast. As you know, uh, we just had the midterm elections. Um, a lot of people went out to vote and, uh, and um, a lot of people stayed home for some reason. Um, what is your take on the midterm election results? It's really interesting to be able to look back and um, analyze with a historical perspective. Uh, every, and I mean literally, every member of the mainstream media, the pundits, the experts, the writers, both on television and in print, were predicting a blue wave. Meaning, what normally happens in off-presidential years is the party not in the White House picks up massive numbers of seats in the House and the Senate. And it didn't happen. Um, If you go back, I I pulled the numbers. Um, When Bill Clinton was president in his first midterm, the Democrats lost, get this, 54 seats in the House, nine in the Senate. Um, Barack Obama lost 63 in his first midterm election in the House, and six in the Senate. The Republicans this week gained in the Senate and are probably gonna lose around 35 seats. So this is the smallest blue wave comparing to Clinton in his popularity and Obama in his first term in his popularity in uh, recent history over the last several decades. Uh, It's a curious phenomenon and I think says uh, a couple of things. First, the power of Trump out on the campaign trail should not and could not be more underestimated by the mainstream media. When I was seeing him running for president in 2016, I was one of those few people, and I've got it on tape, of me going on national television saying, if these crowds continue, this guy is gonna be the next president of the United States, ignore the polling and the reason why I said it is because I I saw a man with rock star status filling stadiums when his opponent at that time Hillary Clinton was filling high school gymnasiums (laughs) now here in the midterms Barack Obama went out the Clintons went out a little Michelle went out a few times They were filling small, small, small places. And Trump, I don't know where he gets his energy. He's over 70 years old. And the guy's doing four stadiums a day where people stand in line for eight hours to see him. Right? And so what happens in the Senate, um, the Republicans pick up seats. And as expected, they lost House seats, which is normal. Mm -hmm. But about half as many as they could have. So bottom line is it's not a blue wave, it's more of a blue ripple, if you wanna call that. The ripple hit the red wall and the Senate is still in the hands, at least for the next several years uh, of the Republicans. Um, What's gonna be curious in the coming days, Jermaine, is now in the House, the Democrats are gonna take control of all the committees. And there is massive talk about energizing the we hate Donald Trump uh, movement and that is going to come right smack 
dab into the face of Nancy Pelosi, who this morning gave a remarkably conciliatory, I'm going to work with the president's speech if you let me be speaker again. You've got the left wing of the Democratic Party whose entire platform is, let me tell you how much I hate Donald Trump. And that's what they believe in, right? That and the, that and the, can we please pass a lot of laws that give more free stuff away? We don't know where the money comes from, but we'd really like to give away free stuff. So that kind of political uh, currency doesn't play well in middle America, doesn't play well in the flyover states. Nope. People that actually have jobs and go to work and pay taxes, whether they're Republican or Democrat, uh, don't want their money given to people that aren't working, don't want to work, and don't want to enter the workforce, but they want free stuff. And quite frankly, the economy's on fire. Yeah. Uh, massive job growth. Unemployment numbers are way down. Highest employment in um, Hispanic history, uh, female history, African American history. Minorities across the board have never done better economically. Those people get it. And that's why the next presidential election in 2020 is going to be tough for the Dems unless they come up with an issue besides. We hate Donald Trump, vote for us. That will not deliver the White House to them in two years. That's my prediction. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely correct. And I don't believe it It will either because they run on, uh, it seems to be two things right now, racism and uh, illegal immigration. Those are the two things that they believe that they can get Donald Trump on. Um, if you say anything about it, you're either a racist or you're Islamophobe or you're something of foe, whatever uh, name that they want to call you that day, um, they come up with. Um, so Keith Ellison, I want to speak about Keith Ellison. I'm here in Minnesota. Um, this has been a big story going around. He beat out Doug Wardlow for the attorney general here. I want to go ahead and play you his acceptance speech here. And then when it comes back, um, I'll get your take on uh, Keith Ellison. So hang tight. I say I'm going to earn their trust. Every single day I'm going to get up and earn their trust. And, and, I, and I don't blame them for having, having trouble. I take this kind of stuff seriously myself. And I want everybody to know that as your uh, Attorney General, I'm going to be on the side of people who have been harmed. People who, have to, who need to report. And, and I'm going to make sure that they are heard and listened to. I understand how critical this is. It's very important. So I say... I'm going to earn their trust, and they can expect that the Attorney General's office will be a friend to domestic violence victims, sexual assault victims, sexual harassment victims. We're on the side of them, but we're going to we're going to insist on due process, of course. But we're we're going to listen to people, and and we're going to make sure that they feel comfortable coming forward. All right. So, as you hear here, uh, as you see, basically, Keith Ellison is speaking about him uh, trying to earn the people's trust. He's speaking about um, he's going to be a fighter for quote-unquote domestic violence and sexual assault victims. Uh, wh what do you think about this uh, whole charade that he's pulling off? And, and um, the Democratic Party not saying anything uh, about his domestic violence situation? 
Uh, honestly, Jermaine, it's nothing new. I've been hearing Keith Ellison is a, a horror story stories for, for years. Um, when the Democrats talked about him being in charge of their party, it, it says a, a terrible, sad state of affairs for the Democrat Party in America that this is the best they could come up mm -hmm. with. This is a guy who was a member of the Nation of Islam, which is the most hate-filled organization in America. In, in modern-day um, racism, anti-Semitism, anti-Catholicism, anti-Americanism, there's nobody that's a bigger organized hater of everything America stands for than Louis Farrakhan. And one of his disciples was and is Keith Ellison. And he becomes the second guy in charge of the Democrat Party. And over the course of months with his relationship with his girlfriend, beats on her regularly. Yeah. And the lady calls the police and has pictures of her just in horrific condition. This isn't an accusation uh, like they threw at Kavanaugh where there are no witnesses and there is no evidence and nobody that was supposed to have seen it uh, will even testify that they even know Kavanaugh or actually knew the accusers. This is a woman that went to the hospital looking like she'd been run over by a bus. Mm -hmm. and. Your state, God bless it, elected <laughs> attorney general. And now he's the lead law enforcement agent for your state, Jermaine. That means he's the head of all the police, all the state police, all the local prosecutions, all the state prosecutions. He's a wife beater, yeah. or in this case, I guess, a girlfriend beater. And on top of that, his anti-Semitic, anti-American views that he learned at the feet of the master of hating America, mm -hmm. Louis Farrakhan, have never been repudiated. I, what the heck is going on with your state, brother? I'm really worried for Minnesota. You know, Minnesota is, uh, let me tell you, is Liberalville. And I believe that this is the Democratic uh, stronghold and it's basically um, a practice ground for what they want to do across America, just like uh, California. California is another model and practice ground of what they want to implement, and they want to see how it acts over there and how everything goes so that they can go ahead and spread that same type of uh, domestic model all across America. And one thing I could tell you is very, very, very dangerous. We have a, a big Somalian refugee population here in Minnesota. And um, let me tell you, it's doing a lot of damage here in, in uh, Minneapolis, South Minneapolis, St. Cloud, all these little towns here that were uh, basically uh, populated with a lot of uh, Caucasian Americans. Um, they strategically put these folks um, into those towns to turn them from red to blue, let me tell you. And that's the main reason why we're getting a lot of this, uh, uh, you know, crazy votes for crazy people, let me tell you. And one thing I want to go ahead and uh, speak to you about is that uh, Keith Ellison here recently took a trip, an uh, Israel trip with Congress. There's a backstory on that. And um, you're the man to go to for it. I, I want to know the backstory, and I'm sure my crowd wants to know the backstory about the Israel trip. 
Yeah, that that was a couple years ago, Jermaine. Oh, yeah. And okay. this was taught. This was told to me by uh, one of my uh, Democratic friends in Congress, a good friend of mine. I won't name him uh, because this was told to me somewhat in confidence. But the um, the Congress goes. The Democrats and the Republicans go to see how our ally is doing on the front lines fighting terror. There's no country in the world, it's not even close, that deals with more terrorism on a regular basis than the country of Israel. So he told me the story that they were back at the airport preparing to come back to the United States. All the congressional delegates, uh, these are members of the House uh, in this trip, um, and they were sort of sharing their stories. Well, it was really interesting when we went to the Syrian border and we went to the West Bank and we met with the Palestinian Authority and, and they were sort of uh, exchanging, uh, we're on the front line stories because these are people that have a tremendous amount of power when they come back to Washington. So a lot of these guys worked very, very hard. This was the Democrats trip. And people were remarking, well, what happened to Congressman Ellison? We never found him. He disappeared. He shows up at the airport and tells everyone, I've been in Gaza with my Muslim brothers. And he went on a an anti-Semitic, anti-Israel tirade in front of the rest of the Democratic delegation, refusing to travel with Israelis, only wanting to be with the radicals in Gaza. And keep in mind, Hamas is recognized, Jermaine, around the world as a murderous terrorist organization. To, to play nice with them is making a deal with the devil, the likes of which I can't even understand. I was, I was just on the border uh, a few months ago with a... Um, a captain in actually he's a major now in the uh, Israeli Defense Forces in Southern Command who works on that uh, area defending Israel against uh, incursions across the Gaza border and we went right up to the fence where now they're burning tires and infiltrating and sending kite bombs and throwing grenades over the fence at the Israelis and he showed me a building which I put on one of my videos and he said you see that building right there that building was built by the Palestinian Authority uh, originally by Yasser Arafat and then was taken over and run by Mahmoud Abbas, the president of the Palestinian Authority. And when the revolution in Gaza came and they were kicked out, when they took over that building, Hamas used to use that building to take the Palestinian Authority uh, government officials, they're all Muslims, but they're the competing group, and throw them off the roof. And I said, oh my God, isn't that certain death? And he said, no, actually, the reason they use that building is it's not that high, and most of the people that bounced off the pavement didn't die right away. So they wanted to make the executions as brutal as possible. And we used to see it every single day here from the fence. I have it on one of my videos. If your viewers want to go to findberry.com, they'll see it. It's a horrifically brutal regime and your attorney general went there and made nice with those people who systematically kill their own brothers and sisters every day 
who divert all the international aid to building terror tunnels and launching rockets and launching firebombs over the fences into Israel to export their Islamic terror instead of building schools and hospitals and rebuilding the water supply. And what happens is when people start wanting freedom, they launch another attack on Israel knowing Israel will strike back to distract the people from the fact that they're literally being abused. And when you watch the videotapes, and I have some of them, where missiles are being launched, they launch them, Jermaine, out of schools and out of hospitals and out of mosques with children who surround the missile launcher knowing the Israelis can see it on drone footage and the Israelis won't shoot back because they're trying to avoid hurting children. And what happens? They dress the children in mortar costumes and they put them out front and they teach them, if God forbid they die, they're going to heaven as a martyr. I don't know if they're promising the children all the virgins that they promised the adult men, but there's got to be something because those kids do it gladly when the adults are organizing them. You should check out the videos that are online. Yeah, Just go to YouTube. You'll, you'll see the kindergarten kids, when they do their graduation, they dress up as suicide bombers wearing bomb vests. And the, and the girls dress up as surviving widows, and some of them actually as bombers. And that's kindergarten, Jermaine. Imagine how much hatred is in those kids by the time they're in high school. Mm-mm-mm. That, that is... That, that's the group Keith Ellison hung around with. You know, um, it, it, it was a terrible shame yesterday just to see him get elected. And I believe that a lot of people here in Minnesota are being bullied because of, uh, quote unquote, not wanting to be seen as being racist, basically. And that's what's going on all across this nation here. Um, if you say something that is actually valid, like uh, the Somalian refugees who are sucking up a lot of uh, the resources here in this state, um, there's a big welfare fraud. There was a big daycare fraud that Keith Ellison and his company were involved in, um, which people um, somehow forgot about it when they went into the election booth. So you we, know, we have a big... <laughs> Your election wasn't even close. It, yeah. I'm shocked. I'm totally shocked. And he's still second in command of the Democrat yeah. Party. Now, this is the Democrat Party that all the women, Me Too movement, I believe the woman, I believe the woman, I believe. And lie. you know what? God bless him. He beats on this girl horrifically, and nobody believes her because he's a Democrat. That's a sad state that your state is in when he can win with numbers like he did. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, it was I, almost like a blowout. I don't even know what was going on, you know. So um, with that being said, um, I could talk to you all day, let me tell you. <laughs> but we are running out of time. I want people to make sure that they go ahead and follow you. Why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us where we can find all your material at, where people can go and uh, donate and um, and see uh, your work in action. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, AmericanTruthProject.org is very easy to find, but we made it even easier, which 
with the moniker FindBerry, B-A-R-R-Y.com. FindBerry.com takes you right to it. You'll see the stuff that we produce. You'll see my stuff there. Um, there are shows every week where we are educating you and you want to make a donation. We appreciate it. Uh, American Truth Project is a 501c3 IRS recognized tax deductible organization so everybody gets a tax deduction by helping us to educate Americans about the threats that we're facing foreign and domestic and believe me as you know in Minnesota it's here right now brother and you guys are on the front lines in America absolutely and um, I'm praying every day that people wake up and see the charade of the Democratic left and become real patriots again. So, Barry, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on Conservative Nation. It was such a treat to have you. Um, you you're an instrumental guy here in the, uh, you know, the fight for good, let me tell you. And hopefully we can uh, pull America out of the stupor that they are in. And so that we can uh, rise again to be uh, number one like we always are. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on here. And ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank you for joining us here tonight. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.